If you're looking for the most epic place on earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is Cut To It with Steve Smith Sr., a production of The Black Effect and iHeartRadio. I'm Steve Smith Sr. And I'm Gerard Littlejohn. And this is Cut To It. Cut To It. Cut To It. Let's get down to it. Cut to it. We ask the questions you always want to know, but no one ever asks. Let's cut to it. You know it's all. If you ain't heard about it, then we're about to let you know. Cause you know it's all. It's all. Cause you know it's all. Hey, man, I'm, I'm pleasure to walk in a... Los Angeles native, graduate of Stanford University. Proud, proud husband and father, and led the Seattle Seahawks and is part of the Legion of Boom. Welcome to the Cut to a Podcast. Richard used to get on my nerves, corner. Sherman. So, of course, we got to jump straight in there. Why you get on your nerves? Right, right, right. Because it was problem. good. Okay. Like, I, I, I studied so much film on Sherman, I just couldn't get him. He, he wasn't necessarily fast. Um, he wasn't slow either. Uh, he knew his technique. Um, he, it was just difficult. That sounds pesky as hell. That is a great word. <laughs> That, that is, is a, a that word. is very work, great and, work and, to describe. And, and and this pet bull doesn't take kindly to pets, so it didn't go well sometimes. It was just boom. <laughs> right, 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 right. It was it, it was like a flea. I mean, it, sometimes he would just you know f the play. I'm just gonna deal with the flea real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a I said the fit. I've seen it. I've seen it. Right, 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 right. After the game, Fitz saw it. He was like, why you let him do it like that? He's like, what you mean? Let him. <laughs> but I have had a chance. I think it was once we were in Baltimore and you were hurt. And I saw y'all meet up uh, yeah. right on the sidelines and it was nothing but love. Absolutely. So I think that was really, really dope to where both of y'all are amazing competitors. But it was nothing but love between y'all two. Even between the lines, I know yeah. it's, it's it's harsh, but I know off of it, like mutual respect. So that was really dope to see man, when I saw y'all embracing Baltimore when when you were hurt and, and uh, y'all were coming in from Seattle. Man, one of the things though that I always respect and love about Sherman is you know Sherman went. Sherman doesn't know we right down the street from each other, mm. right? Because I grew up on 126 in Avalon. Oh wow! Yeah, oh, I didn't know that at all. Exactly. See, a lot okay. like a lot of the, a lot of the a lot of guys don't know how. You know, just, you know, where I grew up, um, especially, you know, some of the older players like yourself, but then even some of the young bucks, like, 
the Young Bucks is from Ca- uh, Calabasas and Sherman Oaks. And right, West Covina. Yeah, West Coast. Hey, man, I'm from L.A. And then I tell them, but I'm from L.A. too. And because I've been in Charlotte so long, right? And then when I tell them, they go, oh. And then they they have that face like they connect the dots. They're like, oh, now I get it. It it all makes sense. So uh, let, we, we, let's get into that um, later. But, man, we're going to start off with some little icebreakers. These are random questions that I've thought up and thought up for each each guest because I, I, I want to poke and prod and also just kind of see. And this one I particularly picked out for you because I know uh, you're a thinker, but I also know you get lazy sometimes like myself. That Compton That's comes awesome. out. Right? Right, 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 right. So if you were a time traveler, would you go in the past or would you go forward? Mm, I think having the knowledge I have now is always to go back. Mm. You know, I don't know what's good. The, the future is so so unknown. Um, and I feel like I have more, like I'm, I'm more excited to see the surprise than I am, you know, want to go up there and make sure stuff is whatever, you know, I, I'd have impact. If, can, now, now if I'm going back and I could do something, this or I'm just going is, back to see it again. Man, this is your time travel. Okay, all right, <laughs> see, all right. That's know, why I asked him. I knew he was going to go down this rabbit yeah. hole. He, he over there trying <laughs> right, to Right, 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 right. How can I make I this right, but something. also win a lotto back, at the same time? <laughs> and then if you go back and do something and change something, is it going to change something for where you catch up? See, my mom will go down that rabbit yeah. hole, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. Butterfly effect. Yeah, we're going we, to be here. Six days. <laughs> <laughs> so, so if I could go back and change something, you know, I, 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 I you know, I guess you know, it, it it makes me feel limited uh, yeah. because it would always have to do with sports and always have to do with that. Because for the rest, for the most part, you know, I accept uh, the good, bad, and, and indifferent from everything else. Mm. You know, I felt like that kind of made me and built me into who I am. Um, but in sports, you know, it's always a play here and play there that you wish you could have back. Hey, man, I wish I would have did this. I wish I would have. Man, I wish I wouldn't have guessed on that that double move. I yeah. wish I would have. Wish I would have made that tackle, or you know. And and so you second guess yourself all all day. So I think I'd go back into the past and 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 play a few of these games over and uh, do a few different things different. I go forward, man. That the past bumped it, bumped the past. I go forward. Mm-hmm. I really would. I, I I think you know the past is what it is, good, bad, or or indifferent. But I'm I'm intrigued of what's coming up, what's coming forward. You have all of the things um, more than anything for me. Why I would go forward? Mm-hmm. I want to see my I I want to see my kids what what has happened and the things that I've taught them. Mm-hmm. Right, like at like at like 45 years old, Peyton, my oldest, at. 37 my daughter mm-hmm. you know my youngest is seven what what is you know what is he doing right before graduation right where am I right before graduation did I make it I would go I would go forward completely and just and, and just be a fly on the wall like I'm getting emotional just thinking about it just because yeah, see, of, see, see that's why I wouldn't go in the future yeah. 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 but see but I, I I want to because if we just jump right into it, man, you know, this is the first, like, you know, I always ask where you from, what's your hometown, man? You you from, we from the same hometown, L.A., and we're not supposed to be here. We're not supposed to, I'm not supposed to be 43 years old, right? I got a podcast, I just got, just got off a flight, right? And seeing the world in a, in a way, in a place, I wasn't supposed to make it past 21, 
that's 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 100 percent. people always ask you know why we say that it's because you that's what you see yeah you know that's your reality yeah, every yeah. day like the, the guys i the guys i grew up with on wilmington and kemp mm. Mm. it's about three of us left and one of them is my one of them is my cousin Dion, um, who's a police officer in Memphis. Like one of the other dudes, Mark. Mark got Mark got caught before we were sixteen years old. Yeah, that's it. That, it's just it's just heartbreaking yep. because you know, like there's very few people that make it out. Yeah. that ever go back and not be successful. You know yeah. what I mean? That, that that ever go back. Because usually when you make it out, you go blossom somewhere else. Yeah. You know, we, we end up having 11 dudes go D1 from my high school and majority of them stay where they at. You know, they staying in Utah. Yeah. Went to Utah, U, U, University of Utah? Yeah. They're in Utah. They went to Oregon. They're still in Oregon. They and, and they graduated. They did everything they were supposed to do. But on the other side of the coin, a lot of the dudes that stayed, it's like a weekly text. Of like, bang, such and such got got hit. My best friend, my freshman year in college, um, got hit on some random BS in a neighborhood he stayed in his whole day, you know, probably half of his life. And walking across the street, there had been a shooting in the neighborhood. They asked him where he was from. He wasn't he wasn't from nowhere. I don't bang. I'm walking to the gas station just to get some some chaps, snacks and chips and stuff, bro. I don't want no problems. They catch him on the way back home. Eight bullets in his chest, two in the head. And the dudes are like 40 years old. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, and it's like, bro, like, like for some people, that's the only lifestyle. So it's like in the box that we were we were raised in, it's a very dangerous place. And some people never leave that box. And the things they take serious and value and will lose their lives over seem trivial to everybody else. But inside that box, that's everything that, to know. It's everything. That's that's their whole box. You know, it's 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 crazy. So, you know, man, where, where are you from? In the place you call your hometown? Um, well, shit, I'm from Compton, Watts. I mean, either one. Yeah. You know, I, I was born, I, I, shit, I was born in near King um, at Centinella in Inglewood. And we were raised in Watts till I was 10. And then we moved around, got to Compton to go to high school. And then went to Stanford, went up to Stanford. Um, but my parents lived in Compton all the way until like my third year in the league. And I moved them out to Orange County. Mm. And so that's that's been a you know been a blessing for them you know because it's just just peace of mind you know people yeah. have so much pride in the city they're like man I don't want to leave you know what I mean you don't want to be a sellout <laughs> yeah. it's like I feel you <laughs> <laughs> but on the other hand <laughs> on the other hand y'all can go back and drive and visit you know we gonna we gonna put you on you know move you on up to the east side yeah it is different man my mom uh, when I first got to the, probably about third fourth year in the lead I offered to. Um, bring her out to Charlotte. She was like, for what? You know, and, and and moms was like, she said, ain't nobody in, she goes, ain't nobody in North Carolina I know. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, okay, damn. All right. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> there. <laughs> it is one person. <laughs> four or five of yeah. them. <laughs> you know, yeah. we had... we had two kids at that time. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Come see your grandbaby. Yeah. You know, you know. What is so attractive about the high prices, the terrible traffic, that you're unwilling, <laughs> unwilling to go somewhere else? This is like, a, like, this is a digital it, podcast, but, but Sherm just did the MJ show <laughs> like in last when, it, Because like, it's, it's score 60. <laughs> right. It's ridiculous. It's like, bro, 
Look, I'm telling you, for the money I'm willing to pay for your house, yeah. you could have a castle. Yes. Somewhere else. Yes. You are re really willing to take this small house yeah. versus the castle you can have somewhere else. Minus the traffic. Minus the, the craziness. Oh, and you're saying, craziness. Hey, oh, oh, my family. The, the family that gives you all this drama all the time. Those are the people that you want to stay close to, even though you ain't going to see them <laughs> when you're close to them. Why are you talking about my family, dog? Why are you talking about my family? It looked the same everywhere, Steve. It looked the same everywhere. And that's the it's the frustrating part because you know as soon as you pop that bubble for them, as soon as they find out like what the other side looks like and what they'll love it. Yeah. But they ain't willing to take that risk yeah. to see. Yeah. And I think we we have taken risks our whole careers. You know, playing sports, being ambitious is a risk in itself. Yeah. The first time I really left the city was was a college visit. Yeah. You know, same here. And, and soon, as soon as you get out there, you're like, bro, they, the rest of the world is a real place. <laughs> <laughs> I went to I went to Starkville, Mississippi to watch Mississippi play Ole Miss, which was the, the interesting. It, you know, it was interesting yeah. because my dad wanted me to see every black head coach, and Croom was one of them. And so. And I'm there, you know, I'm there with my quarterback and it was, it was wild. It was, it was yeah. like we was in the fifties, Yeah. but it was a story for a different day, but it was, it was an eye opening experience because it really just proves to me like the rest of the world wasn't like a figment of my imagination. It's not just what you see on TV. You know what I mean? It's tangible. I can touch it. And it sounds stupid when I say it now, but no, it doesn't. In, in reality back then, it almost was like it, the rest of the world was a fairy tale outside of my box. Like, yeah. cool. I see it on TV. I know people are out there, but it don't exist to me until I touch it. Right. That's how my first we played in a blue gray game. And I was um first of all, when I went off to the University of Utah, that was my second plane ride. Second plane ride ever in my life. Okay. Got there. Now the first time so 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 the first time we go play Washington Wazoo. We play them. Uh, I got off the airplane. I threw up because that was like my fourth time. That was like my third or fourth time being on an airplane. I was not. I, I just. I. I. I barfed right off the. I mean, we got off the. <laughs> right, and so it just. But we played in uh, the blue, uh, 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 blue gray All Star game because we didn't make it. That was a Christmas game. Man, Mobile, Alabama. <laughs> I remember I got on a continental flight that airlines and just seeing the other part of the world it was it was crazy just seeing all the things that I saw and the crazy part is I didn't see a whole bunch of craziness mm. I just saw a different part of the world yeah that I thought I'd never see. Hell, I got drafted by the Carolina Panthers. I had never been that far before right. in the United States. The Before that, the closest places I ever been from L.A. Drove to San Diego, took a Greyhound bus to Vegas. We drove to see my great-great-grandparents in Arizona, and that was it. That was the furthest and the extent of my travels ever in my life until I was 19 years old and I went on a trip. And it's, it's, it's mind-blowing. It's really mind-blowing because 
because if people don't understand how scary that is. Yeah. Like people think, oh man, you got drafted. That's your dreams. It's like, oh, this the unknown again. Yeah. Like, I don't really know how this gonna go. I don't know how the heat is. I don't know how anything is. And Carolina is a whole different climate yeah. than what you used to. Oh yeah, I cramped. And so <laughs> that humidity got a hold on you. Right. That yeah. humidity. Yeah. It just change it just changes and you gotta relocate and then you gotta put on a brave face. To act like, hey, this, none of this don't bother me. I'm, I'm good. You know what I mean? It is what it is. You know what I mean? I'm in Carolina. They got me. They know what they get, and I'm the man. And it's like, in your head, you're like, man, we got to figure out what this is going to look like. Yeah. You know? And yeah. and then I was thankful. I always stayed on the West Coast. I was, I was blessed. You know, I went to, to to you know, from Compton, went up to Stanford, then went to the Seahawks, you know, in Seattle. I never left the West Coast. Mm. So it was always, I'm pretty much staying in my comfort zone. This mm. year in Tampa was the weirdest for me why, in my career. Why do you say that? Because I had to leave. Hmm. I had to leave the comfort zone. I had to leave what I knew. I'm in Florida, Tampa, Tampa, Florida. But, but, I'm like, right. but you're so intelligent. You, you've, you see the game and you see life so differently. But yeah, you were, you were kind of weirded out by going to Tampa. No question. No wow. question. It was the time zone. It is also my family didn't come. Okay. You know, the wife and kids didn't come, yeah. so it's totally different. You know, it's you got the three-hour time difference. You yeah. want to see your wife and kids. You can't just call whenever you want to call. You got practice. Yeah. And that made it different for me, just being able to watch my teams. You know what I mean? Simple stuff like that. Yeah. Like the Lakers play. I got to wait till 1030. <laughs> I know. Watch the Lakers play. Or what, watch your college. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 1030. They, they were watching you play. Yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. Watch my eyelids. <laughs> so, so, gro- so growing up, though, growing up in Compton, what was your experience as young Richard Sherman? Well, you know, I mean, it was it was what you expected. You know, I mean, it, it, I guess it, you, you'd never know nothing different than what you get. Mm-hmm. Um, so growing up, starting in Watts, it was just, you know, it was you. What I recognized as normal wasn't normal. You know, crack fiends walking down the street, you know, but, yep. but my parents made everybody seem like people. So I never thought about like the person we helping and giving giving our leftovers to is a crack fiend and a homeless person. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just her name was Silver. It was like, oh, that's just Miss Silver. You know, she's coming to get some some food. We we ate steaks or we ate uh, pork chops last night. She's coming to get some. Here, give them to her and 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 say thank you and yada yada yada. And it's like it's a homeless dude who lives across the street. And then the drug next door. You know, you see the small little plastic Ziploc bags. You don't never. I didn't. I've never seen one since. I didn't even know they made them that small. Yep. And I ain't going to tell you what was in them. Yeah. But as a kid, you know, we put putting dirt in them, you know, playing games because yeah. I'm not knowing what's going on. I didn't I didn't see the environment as a bad place. You know, I didn't see it as like, oh, man, you in a terrible, you in the hood. Like, you're like, she can go bad any time. You know, my dad's truck's getting stolen, getting robbed, people getting shot all the time. It's like, well, I mean, it's just where you're from. And so, so as I grew up, you know, my parents shielded us from that by making it a welcoming neighborhood. You know, they they sitting there, you know, we haven't we go to we go play baseball or play football at at Will Rogers Park on 99th. Um, and we we come home and it's freaking 12 kids. And first off, I don't know how my parents was doing that. We didn't have no money. You know, we didn't have no food. Yeah. And we bringing home all these. Guys. I wouldn't bring home 12 kids right now. <laughs> <laughs> And, but my parents made it a community. You know, kids would start spending Christmas, you know what I mean? Because they didn't have their parents. So they, they spent Christmas at our house. Like, that's how comfortable people were. And so the neighborhood became like a family. And so we run into situations where it's like, 
things got it's just sticky. Things you got know what dicey. Mean? Yeah, it got dicey. It, it's dicey right now. And and dudes who recognize my parents, you know what I mean, yeah. me from my parents, and be like, "Hey, get up out of here! Like, mm-hmm. like yeah. this ain't for you. For you, we about to deal with this." And be like, "All right, you know what I mean? Like, cool." And like a lot of times, I I wouldn't get to make bad decisions. I'd be about to make a bad decision, so I can't give myself credit like that. Where I was like, "Man, I just made every right decision." No, I'm about to make a bad decision, and somebody said. Nah, you ain't. Yeah. Go over there. Yeah. And it's like, nah, nigga, I'm with y'all. Yeah. Like, no, you ain't. But all right. Well, I guess I ain't. And then you go home. But I think that's that's why you, I got to give a lot of parent credit to my parents. You know, my dad drove a trash truck for 30 years. You know, that, that, that job sucks. Like, I, he did it. And he only got one eye. And so, you know, he had a fair share of accidents. But that's a story for a different day, hiring a man with one eye. But he did it. Um, but... My mom worked with mentally and physically disabled kids. And it's like, I went to work with him one day, one time, bring your son to work day. And I never go again mm. because I was like, dad, I don't know how the hell you sit in a, this stinky trash truck and pick up trash all day long. It's hot. It's traffic. People being rude. You can't even drive fast. Like, what is this? And you did it for 30 years, but it helped me recognize the sacrifice. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like what he was doing for us. And so... So a lot of times that that like pushed me over the edge. You know what I mean? Anytime shit got tough with, with sports or at school or missing meals or it's just like, bro, bro, he grinding. He doing what he got to do for us. Like like one day I'm a pain back. There's a a myth or legend, tell if it's true, back home. It said when your pops came home from work, when that trash truck was there, nobody was leaving the house. Yeah, no question. Yeah, no question. Like, like no that, question. Was, that was a story. So. That was a story. It was like Sherm's pop dro- drove a trash truck, and when he you can do whatever you want, but when when pops came home, them boys is in the house for the night. <laughs> in the house, and your friends don't even come ask. Anybody <laughs> <laughs> coming to ask? Now, y'all know we in the house. I love cut to it, and I I love it even more when you. Download us and subscribe. And you can follow us on social media too, Smitty. Where where at? That's at Cut To It on Instagram. What about Twitter? At Cut To It. Facebook? Cut To It featuring Steve Smith Sr. What about online? And you can follow us at CutToItPodcast.com where you can buy merch and you can subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. I got all my answers questions. Yeah. Um, I got all my questions answered. That's what I'm here for, brother. Cuttoitpodcast.com. If you're looking for the most epic place on earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. You go backwards and you look at everything you've accomplished, 
how you've gotten there. You know, what? what is something, you know, talking about time travel, what is something you can go back that you think you would have, I, I think you would have taken more time with? Not change, but just kind of sitting, taking more time with. For me, I'm a numbers guy, so I wish I would have took my mathematics to, a, uh, to, to another level, just one more level. Because I, I, I'm good at math. I, I can see numbers. I can look at I can look at a, 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 some numbers and figure it out, right? If I would have took just another two classes, man, I'd be a dangerous dude. I guess I think I think I would have take, I took more people with me. I tried to take people with me in high school, mm. but I did, I wasn't as convicted as I needed to be. Really? What do you what do and you mean by that? Take take your more take take more people with you. Well, you know, I mean, in high school, you you know, SAT was a was a was a barrier yeah, for a lot of people. Absolutely, you know, um, and some dudes, it's just like you said, it's cyclical. It's a box. It's mentality. It's it, you you grown. It's like people don't want to go to class. It's like not cool. You know what I mean? To That's go to true. class, yeah. which is the stupidest thing in the world. You know, and it was stupid to me back then. But but it always felt like the stork dropped me off in Compton. Like I wasn't like a Compton kid sagging my pants. I'm banging on everybody. It was like like I'm a regular regular dude that somebody dropped off in the hood and was like, "Hey, make it." I'm like, all right, well, you know what I mean. I like to read books. I like to do this. I don't. A lot of these dudes don't like to do what I do. Yeah. But I better find my way through this neighborhood. I better navigate the way I need to to make it out. Mm. And so I felt like. At times, I would talk to those dudes, and some dudes I got through to. It was like, bro, y'all need to go to class. Look, I'll help you with your work. I, I'll, I'll help you with this. I'll help you with this. If you get this GPA, not, and we can figure the SAT out. You know, it was ways to get figured out. Yeah, it was. You know, sorry. Some people, some people were better <laughs> test takers than others, you know, but that's yeah, a story I, for a different day. Yeah. We're not I mean, about to one of, my, one of my kids is One of my kids is really smart. Put a test in front of them, and they just they struggle. They just don't test well, yeah, right? Everybody you, doesn't. You you take the test away and you just grill them. Poof, 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 it's automatic. Automatic. They know the information. Yeah. yeah. And so so there were a couple kids, and and back to what we talked about, yeah. like that we could have got out that that could have got out if they would if I would have just pushed them a little harder. They freaking ditching school, and it's like at my senior year, I you know I'm the cool kid. I'm the big man on campus. I'm doing everything, and now they listening, but it's the senior year. You know they it's got F's. Yeah. First and second year is too late. And it's like, if I would have got them earlier, then it would have been better. But then we get out and the rest of us go to college. They stay there. They get killed. They gone. Mm. And so it's like, it's like, damn, is it, you know what I mean? Should I have been doing more? And so that's, that's some of the stuff you think about when you think about going back and like what you could have did different and what you would change. And it's like, I would have tried to pull, I would have tried to put more pressure on them because it was just like, bro. I, I see what y'all don't see. You know what I mean? Not that I'm crazy smarter than y'all, yeah, but I, I see you come into class. I mean, you come into school to ditch class. Yeah. It's the most asinine thing I've ever heard of. <laughs> that requires a lot of work. It does. <laughs> you you at school you running from the security. Like yeah. Yeah. So when you look back like, on it, how were you able to balance football? I know you're in track above 4.0 GPA. He did School. track events. He didn't run no track. Hey, he, hey, you out? He, he out there? I'm, I'm gonna let him talk for yeah. himself. I ain't even gonna. Do, I'm not even going. I'm all American there. though. 
So how were you able to balance all of that? And, and even on top of that, how was all of that instilled in you? Because like you said, it's almost like you were a stork dropped off. Those are your words. But really this whole embodiment of book smart, book smart street smart. So how are you able to navigate and balance all of those things? Well, shit, if my parents, if my parents made it very clear early on, like it's, it's school first and then everything else. Like you don't get your schoolwork done, your grades not right, you're not playing a goddamn thing. You're going to be in that house goddamn doing your schoolwork. So if you want to play and you want to go mess around, you want to play sports, get your schoolwork done. And so that was always paramount. So once it's ingrained in you, it's like all you know. So it's like, hey, get my work done. And I'm, I felt like I was a really sharp kid. Like we didn't have the resources necessarily. Like, you know, the Internet wasn't crazy going on crazy back then. So it wasn't like you could just Google stuff. You know, you had to really go to a library. You had to really try to go. Encyclopedias. Man, encyclopedias. Yeah. Oh, my God. You lived them. And then even the encyclopedias were sometimes outdated for the right. information you needed. Yeah. Right. You know, it's not like we got the most mm-hmm. recent encyclopedias. You, know, you like, don't get every it's, year. It's, it's, 19, it's right. 1994. I'm looking at encyclopedias from 1985. Yeah. Right. True story. Right. That's not, I'm not even making yeah. a joke. That's where. It, that's, what, that's what it was. We only had a few. We didn't have all alphabets. We only my, had a few. My uncle bought us some <laughs> <laughs> My uncle bought us something from a yard sale. Yeah, and we had the old ones. It's true story. I I just had a few. I didn't had a whole. Yeah, you, and you have some miss. You got the like some the M missing. And the the nah, M and the N was supposed to be together, and you had them drop off. Like yeah, yeah. You know, we even had a full. We didn't have no Q's or Z's. I'm gonna tell you that right now. <laughs> them be the little smaller books. Yeah, they got I, actually, I'm not sure. <laughs> we didn't have. It. I ain't never seen them. I ain't never seen them. But that's what was messed up. It's like. To, to really acquire information and knowledge, you got to go search for it. Like, like, and no, no offense to the teachers because there were some good teachers oh, in the school. Some great teachers out there that that loved on us, right? And was trying to help us because they saw the disadvantages that we had. But right, then we but were, then you got a, yeah. enough bad kids that are wearing them down. Oh, like wearing you, them you like, down. God damn. Yeah. Like, <laughs> my 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 teacher was Mr. Russell that changed everything for me. He 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 found my competitive juice was my answer to to academics. Mm-hmm. Um, and that day before fifth grade, I mean, I could, school wasn't really, I mean, I was a hood kid. I'm just wanting to, I'm smart. So I'm going to finish my work, but I'm really going to lollygag and do everything. But one day he <clears throat> realized if he made everything a competition, I'd win. Mm. Like, Hey, make it a competition. I don't care what it is. I don't care if it's math, science, make it a competition. I will do everything I can to win. And so he challenged me academically through competitiveness. Mm-hmm. And so he made everything a competition and which made me challenge me. Hey, you better read these books because I'm about to win. Like, like he just knew how to get it up out of me. But um, back to Stanford. So I was I, I was a receiver. I was averaging 17 yards catch uh, my flex. sophomore year. <laughs> you know, you And and me and Harbaugh had a had a had a. We really didn't have a disagreement until we were playing UW my sophomore year and, and like I'm on pace for a thousand yards. I'm, I'm, I'm killing. And we are getting our faces kicked in by UW. Like, mm-hmm. like they are destroying us and we won't throw the ball. We won't throw it for nothing. We won't throw, we won't throw a pass. And I'm like, bro, throw a pass, like try a pass. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Who's the quarterback? Like, um, TCO Strander at the time. So we knew we, but we didn't have a quarter. We only had two quarterbacks that were great. In my time there. It was, it was a uh, Trent Edwards was pretty good. Okay. And then, Andrew Luck was good at the end. I think so. Yeah. 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 <laughs> right. And so, so, but in between, it was just a lot of. So let me tell you, as I throw you off, in in Carolina, I played with a Stanford quarterback, Randy Fasani. Randy Fasani. Yes. 
Oh my God! Take yes. me back. He's, <laughs> he's a he's a police officer up in there, uh, back uh back home, back in Stanford. Oh wow! Yeah, wow! Yeah, it's good. He was not a football player. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't for everybody. It ain't for everybody. <laughs> they gave him a chance, but yeah. Right, right, so right, right. They, so you got your chance. So they didn't throw the ball. You so guys, they didn't throw the ball. So like and a, like a fellow receiver whose job is to catch the football. <laughs> And I'm they're spazzing. not throwing you – you don't get an attempt because you know, especially the hardballs, they're going to point out everything and everybody that went wrong. They're right. not going to state why it went wrong. All right. All right, continue. So so, so he, he suspends me for the game, for the next game because I'm, I'm spazzed. I'm on the side. I'm like, bro, y'all not trying to win. Like, Uh-oh. like, what are we doing? And so he suspends me for the next game. We play WSU. We lose. Um, because I'm the leading receiver at the time. Like, <clears throat> it's, it's, y'all don't, y'all, it's not going to go for it. So, who's the other receiver on the other side? Um, we had Mark Bradford. We had, um, we had Mark Bradford. I think Evan Moore was hurt, but they were they were seniors. Okay, okay, all right. So, so I'm they just, still. I'm, were I'm trying to get the landscape. I'm trying to paint the picture. Yeah, yeah, we I'm were. We, sure. we, who was the running we back? Shoot, we we literally had moved the corner to running back that game. Oh wow, that's another reason why I was frustrated. Oh wow. Because yeah. we we so beat up at running back that we moved the corner to running back and we want to run the ball. Uh, <laughs> like, yeah, that, that sound like that sound like Utah in the Rose Bowl this past year. We had a, a running back scored a touchdown, but also gave up a touchdown because our, our starting corner broke his leg in a, a Pac-12 championship. I did not know that. Yeah, so the, the so they was that's why they was picking on picking on one side, and then we tried to that's we crazy. tried to switch sides. Yeah, they switched to play on the other side too. Yeah, who's who's tragic? <laughs> Continue. Sorry, I'm sorry. I digress. Oh man, that's <laughs> tragic. So 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 the rest of the year, I'm in a doghouse. We only we only got two games left. The rest of the year, Being I'm in, in a doghouse dog with a hardball is not a good thing. It's not the it's the worst place you can ever be in. Yeah. And so so the next year during um during spring before ball. winter condition during like. Spring ball, but I ran track during spring ball. Oh, okay. So you got so you talking about winter? You talking about January? Where you got to get up early? Right. Uh, they want to make sure you get up early to work out. You can get shower and then six go to a.m. Class. Yep. Right. The six a.m. workouts mm-hmm. they were hell. And so we go through the winter conditioning. I I messed up my knee a little bit. Like nothing crazy, nothing serious. I go run track. I mess it up a little more. We get into training camp. I'm the number one receiver. The seniors is gone. Like I'm I'm going in my junior year. I'm on the Belichick watch list. Like mm-hmm. it's time. And but my knees messed up. Like I got it. My my patella is starting to tear. Mm-hmm. Like it's a tear in it, and it's just starting to split. And they're like, "Hey, it's a ticking time bomb. You make one bad cut, it can rupture." Wow. And so I'm I'm limping my way through the first couple games, and I'm like ineffective because I can barely run. I can barely do anything. I can't I can't really practice. And they're like, "Hey, you need to you need to get this surgery, or you're gonna rupture your patella." And I'm like, "Okay." So we're meeting weekly with the whole training staff and hardballs in there. So by the fourth game, they're like, hey, if you don't sit down now and get surgery, you're going to lose this whole year. Mm. And so they all agree. Hallball agrees. Sit down, get the surgery. The next week I get a text. I get, I get next day. I get a text. Hey, come meet me in my office. So I go to his office mm. and he's That's like, true. you quit on team. He's like, you quit on team. Like I, I, I've never seen a player quit on team the way you just quit on team. Wow. He's like, he's like, you will never play wide receiver here again. Wow. He's like, and then he gave me a contract. He gave me a contract with um, a list of things on it that I needed to do in order to not get kicked off team. 
and it was uh it was it was pay back all my loans it was um take 20 units which was excessive because i was over i I was above i was ahead of where i needed to be to graduate but he just wanted me to quit take 20 units sublet because i was living off campus so i had to sublet my lease or just pay my lease off move back on the campus and if i didn't do all those things by the end of the quarter getting kicked off the team What's going on th- in your mind when you when you sit down and you read all those terms? What's, what's going could, on in your I mind? Could, I could tell you a few things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go for it. I was very off-colored. <laughs> so there's a lot of things you will say that we cannot repeat on this podcast. We all right. lose but a it, lot of things. Mm-hmm. No question. But, it, but, it, but it, was, it was a situation where you're so powerless. You know what I mean? Mm. First off, I'm at Stanford, a place nobody thought I would get to. Absolutely. Now I'm risking getting kicked out for something that that really wasn't in my control for you the most thought, part. You thought he was in agreement. It, this isn't you quit. This is I'm injured and I'm actually doing the team a disservice by hobbling out there. Right out there, like I had I had a hundred and hundred eight yards in four games. Mm-hmm. Like I can't move at all. And he and you're literally in every meeting while the doctors are sitting there saying he needs to get surgery. He needs to get surgery. He needs to get surgery. So when it happens, he's like, he's like, bro, um, so you quit on team. You did all that. If you do all this, you'll stay on team, but you'll never play wide receiver here again. And I'm like, bro, I'm on the Belitnikov. Like, watch this. Like, bro, what? Like, what are we doing? And so I just had to. So thankfully, we had some great people around and I was able to get those things done. So I go back to him, turn the contract in. He says exactly what he said. You'll never play wide receiver here again. Okay. I said, well, can I play defense? And he said, I don't give a damn. I don't call the defense. I don't I don't care. He just didn't, so Ron, want, you, he didn't want to deal with you anymore. He didn't want to deal with me anymore. So Ron Lynn, who was the D coordinator at the time, takes me on defense. I'm below the walk-ons. I'm playing corner. But, Steve, as you know, if you play wide receiver and you're the number one option, oh. you know every spot in the offense. Absolutely. And you, you should learn, learn it like the back of your hand. Yeah, you do. And so when you move over to defense, Steve, if you went over to defense and played against Baltimore Ravens or the Carolina Panthers in the offense that you knew, you could tell they signals. You could tell they plays, they splits, the alignments on third down. Oh, that motion. Oh, I know that motion. Oh, yeah. He's yeah. about to do this. <laughs> so imagine how tragic it was for all this during oh, spring. Yeah. I am, I don't know how to pedal really. No. Nope. I don't really know how to pedal. I don't really know how to press and do all that. But you know but how to catch. I know catch. the place. I know how to catch. And I know the place. You, you are already so, cerebral at that moment. It's like you got a cheat code. And, I got a cheat code. Yeah. And he's pissed off. Yeah. And I'm pissed. <laughs> and I'm pissed. Yeah. So every practice, I'm out there. Hey, alert the curl. Hey, sit right there. The curl's coming right there. Hey, alert the slant. Hey, it's a flat route. Push out. I'm going to pick this. And I will walk to places they going. Yeah, absolutely. He's playing offense in reverse. <laughs> I was the starter before the spring was over. <laughs> I couldn't pedal. I didn't know how to press good, but I knew the plays, Steve. They could not complete a pass. So, so fast forward, I'm, I'm in games and I'm using the same information. Now, by, by then, I've, I've been had enough practice. I'm pedaling decent. My press has gotten a lot better. You know, I'm more patient mm-hmm. at the line of scrimmage. But my, my, my gift right now is still the understanding of what offices are trying to do to attack. So that's where I put myself in position. So when we would so as I progressed in my career, that was always my my saving grace. I didn't have to be the most athletic if I know the play. Bro, like as you're talking in my mind, I'm going back at some of the times that we played. I was like, he is a horrible backpeddler. <laughs> I hate pedaling. Yeah. Bro, 
like, and then we used to press like a few times when you go against me, you would you would like throw them, but you wouldn't really throw them. And then your base was wide. Right. Like, and so I'm literally sitting here. Yeah. I was getting beat from a dude that really wasn't even a corner. <laughs> I wasn't a technical corner. I didn't become oh a technical God. corner. I feel so dirty like that. <laughs> but like my, by my third year in the league, I was technical. I ain't gonna no, lie to you. I was technical. No, but but you still had you still had some some things that to me in my mind. That's why the way you played. That's why the yeah. cover three. The way you played. How yeah. you played it. Like, cause sometimes I would run routes and try to get in your blind spot, and then you would panic. And right. Going, and now I'm going, I now I know why. <laughs> yeah. Right? Because it wasn't it wasn't as natural mm -mm. for no. you. It was it was it was innate because you're an athlete, but it was not like sleeping. No, it was like, not like I walking can, I can and run routes. talking. And like even though I'm older and don't play ball anymore, I can still run routes mm -hmm. and I can close my eyes and do things. Like the back of my hand. Mm -hmm. Right. But, you know, I played corner in high school, and so there's some things that as even as a corner, I'm like, eh, I'm a lot rusty on that. So, it, But so I'm just going back in my mind like, huh, that makes, makes, sense. Sense, makes sense now. Man. So so yeah. a lot oh, of the man, times, I'm, I'm, oh. if, you, if you ran into my blind spot, the reason I panicked is because I thought the play was something different. Oh. It's because you're selling me something I'm not feeling like like I'm I'm thinking you're about to run a dig. You went blind spot and came back to the dig. Yes. Or you went, you know, yeah. and it was like, oh, oh, what, what is this? What is yes. this? I and saw, then you I saw and then you would grab me. Right, 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 right. You know, <laughs> make sure you where I need <laughs> you to be. Let me re resecure this situation. Little P.I. ain't gonna ain't gonna hurt nobody. Let me tell you something. That's one of the you talking about getting me frustrated. Yeah. Man, if when corners grab me. I would snap, dog. I would just <laughs> snap. Uh -huh. Like, I was going against Revis one time, and um, this when he was with New England Patriots, and he grabbed me. And, you know, I went against Revis in, with the Jets. And I, I, I'm not throwing shade to Revis, but I'm telling you, when you have, and just like Richard, when you have a dominant defensive line or a defensive line that gets penetration mm -hmm. early, it rushes everything. Yeah. The receipt, I, I, I'm talking about, I'm like a 10-year-old kid with $100 in a video game store. <laughs> I, I, I can't, I'm trying to get to, I can't remember what, no. <laughs> right? Get, get open pass. <laughs> <laughs> and so, anytime like Reeves grabbing me one time, I said, man, stop grabbing me. Mm -hmm. And he said, man, stop complaining. Mm -hmm. So the next play, he grabbed me again, and I pulled him by his face mask all the way down. I said, you grab me again, this is going to be the whole game. <laughs> but it just it makes so much sense now, Dang, bro. Man, bro, it's oh it's, my it, gosh, it, I'm, you, I'm, because I am, this podcast is just turned upside down. I'm, <laughs> I'm going back in time it's like, now. It's like Stranger Things. I'm, I'm going said. back in time, and I'm being a receiver. <laughs> Richard Look, it was one time you you end up like wrestling with me on the play. I knew the play, and you didn't run the route. Oh, I, to run. Told, you I told Cam. I told Cam, don't throw me the ball. He threw it. He threw it. He threw it. It was like an out route. I'll send you the clip. Oh, it was like an out route. Gosh. You were supposed to, and you like stutter, and I broke for it. I broke because I knew the play, and you just ran through me. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Amp hit the, the ball hit you on the side. I'm like, bro, Steve, that was my pick. You can't do me like that. <laughs> what did I say? 
Oh, you was going on. You uh, you, you <laughs> it was a whole lot of things you can't say on air. You didn't got to give a damn quoting, about you the game. Scriptures. <laughs> I'm just quoting the scripture. Yeah, this is a different part of the scripture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is uh, Old Testament. Yeah, yeah. Oh, 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 way back there. Before back they back. had ink pens and, and, <laughs> right. and, 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 before, and ink. before they had the pen. Yeah. Before, before, before they used leather. Right. Let's get down to it. Hey, Gerard, where did you get that T-shirt? You mean this thing? Oh, yes. I got it from CutToItPodcast.com, where we have exclusive merchandise. Shout out to our guys at 704 Shop. But yeah, you can go on, buy you a T-shirt, subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. You know a spot, but not just a spot, the spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots being able to reach them in the first place your spot is out there find your frontier in the 2023 nissan frontier with standard 310 horsepower advanced tech and 281 pound feet of torque at bed 365 we don't do ordinary we believe that every sport should be epic every home run every hit every inning every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Let's talk about Legion of Boom. Just all those guys back there. I, I just got to tell you this, though. I, I have to say it. Brandon Browner, bro. <laughs> that dude knees used to rub so close together. <laughs> oh, my boy, people. I can't. Not knee. He, yes. Listen, not knee. Yes. Not knee. Not knee corner. <laughs> Go Google it. Dog. Google it. They show it. I was sure. Oh, I want to put Brandon Browner's knees in Google. Dog. <laughs> and when I tell you, there was one time, I'm going to say super pause, pause. Yeah. I was standing. He was standing I was standing behind him, and I was just looking at him going, how is that physically possible? <laughs> how is he backpedaling where while he's standing right now, his inner knees are touching inner each other? Inner knees? Not his thighs. His in, inner knees. Inner like knees. The little dimple in your kneecap. Oh, that, that the, In your inner, you know, so you got yeah. the knee. Yeah. You got the kneecap. Yeah. Now, when you go on, you know, I'm touching my right knee, so when you go on left, Right there, it's a little, it's a little sweet spot. Yeah. Those was touching each other. <laughs> like so, for some people, they cankles. He had cankles in his kneecaps, and they was touching, and he would backpedal. And bro, and he was tall. His his genetic disposition did not say he was a Pro Bowl corner. Corner, no, it did not. His disposition did not say he should be able to run. But he did a hell of a job. Bro, bro, if he got his hands on you. Yes. It was over. <laughs> over. But I was too, I was, I was watching. It was like I had an out-of-body out of experience. How is this bow-legged, knock-knee <laughs> brother covering you, Steve? I'm not, I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't know. I was talking to myself, out-of-body experience, looking at myself, shaking my head and smacking my teeth. <laughs> and then still frustrated trying to figure out this puzzle. Yeah. It was like I was playing checkers with no board or pieces <laughs> when we was in the game. And and then I'm over here, so I got 
I got Bobby Fisher, Richard Sherman, and, I, <laughs> and I, got, I got his coach over here, Molly whopping me. Yeah. And, then, and then when I think I got a pass, I go across the middle. Bam, bam. Yeah, there's Cam, Cam yeah. Chancellor. Yeah. Man, Cam, Cam, Cam threw a pass to me one time across the middle that Cam Chancellor mm-hmm. had an opportunity to hit me. I dove just to get out of the way of Cam Chancellor. Business decision. It wasn't a business decision. I got the hell out the way. Right. A business decision is like, no, I'll get it next time. I said, uh-uh. You probably saved yourself a surgery. Look, Cam, bro, you don't talk about the Legion of Boom. Yeah. Like, first off, we all we all had a few screws loose from the beginning. Yeah, absolutely. Like, 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 but but we're all type A alpha males, but there was enough humility mm. in the build, <clears throat> within the group. You see, that to- does a that. That is yet to be said when I hear about the Legion of Boom that there was because, enough humility. Because it, because nobody knew us. There's no way like type A alpha alphas yeah. come together in one group, you know, with Bobby Wagner and yes. with Mike mm-hmm. Bennett and mm-hmm. with all this and don't have clash. We never really had a clash like that because everybody was like, if if somebody if somebody needs to say, I'm the fucking best, I'm the fucking best out here. He the best. <laughs> like we gonna encourage it. Wow. Like with it, he the best. Like it ain't gonna be like, oh, he think he the best. Like I'm gonna be jealous. Like I put it on tape every week. You know what I mean? It don't really matter. I'm not. I don't have to measure to anybody. If it helps us win, if that helps everybody feel good, I'm happy to encourage it. And we had enough dudes comfortable in it within their own skin to be like, I'm not offended by any of. Them. Like I need y'all feeling that way. That is very yeah. rare to hear, and I and I'm gonna just call it out. I see it. That's very rare for. I think a lot of black athletes, right? A lot of men who are from the bottom, to be able to set to be able to sit aside and says, "Man, my boy Rich, he's the one of the best. My boy Browner, he's one of the best. Earl, he's one of the best. Bam Bam, he's one of the best. Bobby Wagner, like you don't you don't generally get that cheerleader mentality out of alpha males." on a football team, and you guys actually didn't – there was no chink in armor. You guys were tightly net. Like, guys got married. You, y'all's best man. Weddings. weddings. It's like it was like three or four weddings back-to-back, back, and it was three or four groomsmen back-to-back with new outfits back-to-back. Back-to-back. And, and the, like, you guys, the, the groomsmen's suits were fired. Then the next one was was better, and it just – there was the showmanship in every area of you guys' lives, football and off the field, and yet in every picture, you guys were there. Right. It's it was it was I, I think Chris Richard, our DB coach, really really did a great job because he worked with us he every got day. On my said, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. But he he was a great leader of men oh, yeah. for us because he had he had certain pillars that we had to live by and accountability. It had to be love, respect, accountability, and and so when you're getting held re- accountable, it's not it's not like hey you suck like what happened on this play. It's like hey you're better than this. We need to be better than this, and we need you to be better than this. So when whenever we're on the field and we come together, that's why you see we celebrate with each other yeah. every goddamn play. Hey, you can see us in practice. Yeah. Our offense hated us because it could be an incomplete pass on the other side of the field. You'd have thought we won a Super Bowl. Huh. And it's like if Earl batted a pass, you see every single one of us slapping hands, and then we go line it up again. A D lineman got a sack, we got them sprinting up there, 
and we're having a blast every day celebrating each other's victories and celebrating each other's work. And so when somebody made a mistake, it wasn't like, hey, Earl, man, you freaking suck. Like, what are you doing? It was like, hey, you better than that. Like, hey, you got him. We got him. And we, hey, next time we're going to kill him. Like, come on. And so every time a mistake happened, it wasn't like, man, you got to hold your head. It was like, hold your head up high. You'll see Earl come up. If I gave up a grab or something, he'd come up and he just, and that's all you got to say. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's like, I'm not taking that as disrespect or him. I'm telling him, he, hey, he know I can be better than that. Wow. Yeah. And I can be better than that. And I don't want to let him down again. I know his babies. I know his wife. I know his kids. And I don't want to let them down. I know he got to put food on the table. And I'm going to help him put food on the table. I'm not going to let him down again. The same is true for Cam, BB. Still keep up with BB and his yeah, kids. Yeah. Um, Cam, we literally just had a, 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 a charity basketball game yesterday. And all our kids were playing. Uh, KJ Wright, Bobby Wagner, yeah. like it's Bobby's birthday today. Okay. Um, and so it, it, when you have that love and respect, it's like playing with your brothers. It's like playing with your real family. And so when you play with your real family, you, it, you rarely ever come at them with, from a place of malice. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You always come from a place of love. So it's like, Hey, I'm coming here, but you know, I love you. So when I get on you, you know, it's from a place of love. When, when two type A's go at each other and you don't think it's a place of love, yeah, then it's yeah. a place of disrespect. Absolutely. And then it's like, yeah, that's where the friction. So that's where the friction happens. That's where the. That's where locker rooms are fragmented. So, what have you learned about the NFL business now that you <laughs> now that you're older? Um, that that's intriguing. Well, it's dangerous to to have that to have that mentality because you feel like family, but the, the front office controls everything. Hmm. So it's like, we were willing to do what it took to stay together as long as we could, but we didn't get that option. So yeah. it's like the year I tore my Achilles, the same game Cam had his neck injury mm -hmm. and his career ended. So our, our times in Seattle, uh, Arizona is the worst stadium in the world for hmm. us. It's like the house of horrors. We lost the Super Bowl there. My career in Seattle ended there. Cam's career in Seattle ended there. Earl's career in Seattle ended there. Mm. That's when he flicked everybody off. Yeah. And he broke his leg. And that was the last game he ever played in Seattle. Literally all three, three of us. And we lost the Super Bowl there. It was just, just wow. Terrible stadium. Yeah. One stadium. Mm. But um, but I've learned that you 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 have to separate the two. You have to separate your mm. love for the game and your love for the team and your love for the environment from the business. You had an agent most of your career, and then you go to San Francisco and you negotiate Yourself. your own contract. Yeah. And people are saying that you were an idiot. Walk us through that process of why you decided to negotiate your contract. What was the premise and the reasoning behind all of that? Well, first off, it it it, it was the right time, and right I time. what do you mean? What was the right time? It was the right time in my career. It was the right time in, in terms of knowledge and information I had okay. um, and the maturity that I had as a, as a player and, and my knowledge of the business. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm in year seven now. Year, year, year three, my knowledge, I'm still I'm still in love. You know what I mean? I'm mm -hmm. in love with Steve. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm like, hey, like I'll I could have done it. I'll do whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'll take, I'll take it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, do, do we get to stay together? <laughs> so, like, you know what I mean? I'm yeah. still in the honeymoon phase. And so... At that point, I, 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 I could separate the two. Mm. And what had happened was my agent at the time got suspended mm. in 15, I think it was, 15, 16. And I needed him. And he literally could not do business for me. 
and I had to pay him. Oh, snap. That'll make you reevaluate some things. And so I was sitting there like, oh, no, how is pay- this life? Yeah, I had to, had to pay, pay him, him his fee. He and was suspended. suspended. And the suspension was based off something he's done that affected. With somebody else. Yes, that affected his job and his accreditation with the NFL. Right. Dang. And so it was deep, but it was one of his other clients that he got suspended dealing I know, with. But but it still affected you. <laughs> but he it couldn't represent me. you, but he could eat off you. Right. Oh, and man. so I'm I'm calling PA. I'm like, hey, what is how is this life, bro? I need him to do certain things that he cannot do, and I have to pay him. Like he cannot do the job. But I still have to pay him. But I'm paying him yeah. to do the job. That he can't do. That he cannot do. That y'all have suspended him from doing. But you still have to pay him. Yeah, you were hot. I was livid. Yeah. And I'm like, bro, what is the point of having an agent yeah. if I have to pay him for a job that he may not be able to do? And most of the time, they're not doing anything. After the initial negotiation, yeah, they what has he done for me? Yeah. Yeah. And so I said, I called the PA and I said, how do contract negotiations work? They said every single agent that negotiates a contract has to send it through them yep. before it ever gets approved. That's true. And they will look yeah. through contract language. And that, Mark Levin. And, and that's and that's why and how that's why sometimes players are like the kid the linebacker Smith from Chicago because uh detrimental to the team when they started trying <laughs> to implement those the the languages, that language into mm. uh the contracts. I'm I'm one of the very last few guys who was able to double dip. Cause Carolina had to pay me. And Baltimore right. was paying me. And so they started to take those, that double out. dipping out. And so they allowed right. it to where if you get cut and have guaranteed, the new, te- the new team has to take that, not mm-hmm. the old team. Mm-hmm. Right. And so so, so the, every agent is an agent of the union. Mm-hmm. Like they have to be certified by the union. So they have to send the contract through them. So they can be like, oh, we agreed because and done this. That the NFL, the NFL PA wants to stay abreast on some of the new language. You know, like any lawyer, all lawyers, they they they're they're paid to be creative. Right. And if the language is bad, they're gonna A, hey, this language, these two paragraphs need to come out. Yeah, or or if they if they slip through the cracks. Right. That now it, it's, it's, it's precedent for everybody moving forward. Mm-hmm. Correct. And it's like, hey, you created this cool caveat. Let me let everybody else know. So every every contract, NFL contract, can be, if a, if a player wants it, you, hey, you want all the comps, they'll send them to you right now. They'll email them to you right now. You ask, you ask for 10, they'll send you 10. You ask for 100, they'll send you 100. And so everything an agent can do, a player can do. For the most part, in terms of like getting the information. And then once my we were agreeing the terms of the contract, I send it to the PA just like every agent does. Mm-hmm. That's why the, the stuff Florio said, he's like, oh, the PA really saved Richard Sherman. It's like, that didn't really save me. They just said the language that was in this contract is this is, is language from um because Jimmy Garoppolo's language was the best language. And say Eric Armstead's language now probably is the second best language on the 49ers. And so he was like, hey, this is like the fifth best language. These are the reasons it's the fifth best language. They have this where they can void this. They can void this. So you're going to want to carve these three things out and then the contract's fine. And so then I go back and say, hey, carve these three things out and we got a deal. And then they say, oh, 
oh, look, the PA saved Richard Sherman. It's like, no, they did the same thing they do for every single one of these agents, but y'all don't want us disrupting the industry Correct. of these agents. Yeah. So you're going to make it seem like the player didn't know what he was doing. Yeah. When the same process I went through, every single agent yeah. for every single player has to go through. Now, some agents are obviously with the experience and more years, they're more, they're more savvy. They understand what's <laughs> going on. Then there's also other areas that as a player – that you're going to experience, whether it's uh, injury settlements or there's little things that happen that a young, uh, a, a new agent isn't going to necessarily be up on, like second opinions, that the teams have to give you a second opinion. A lot of times, if you represent yourself, getting a second opinion, it becomes a little fickle because basically a second opinion is saying, hey, doctor or team doctor or her team trainer, I really like you. Yeah, however... However, mm -hmm. I don't trust your thinking, and I just want to make sure yeah. that someone else has a new set of pair of eyes because of, at times, it happens, not all the time, but when you have a financially invested perspective, you're going to look at this injury yeah. based on it's the economics yeah. and how it impacts your team and also how your employment impacts how you look at this x-ray that is mri right. right so if you if you if you work for a team and you look at this x-ray the wrong way and it costs the team 20 million dollars that that could be problematic right so you know so it's it is it's, it's it's loopholes it's things that happen and there's reasons why right and but it's also like a lot of players you know and and, and this is the tough part of just being a black athlete and being a black athlete, you've been for so long catered to. Like you've always had somebody to call to do things. Yeah. We don't necessarily know all the information. So it's like, hey, my agent handles that. So whatever he's handling, I have no knowledge of. It could be anything. It could be buying air airplane tickets. It could be renting cars. It could be yes. paying my bills. I think, it could be I think that's a lot of, I just think that's a lot of athlete in general. In general. Right. right. Um, but I mean, but I had the, the same, you, I had the same agent for my whole career. Right. However, I was negotiating me and my agent from 2004, every contract after that. So we sat down. Like I, I wanted but, to know the knowledge yeah. of, you know, like I, I was a weirdo in this regard. I would do whatever they offer me. I would do the calculation after taxes. Mm, no. Mm -mm. Yeah. They'd be like, man, that's. That's, you know, I'm throwing out a number. It's, this isn't the number, so I'm just throwing out. Oh, that's 20 million. You know, you're getting paid 20 million dollars. I'm like, man, that's 10.5. Mm -mm. Yeah. Right. I, I, that's how I would look at it. And so we would talk and look at it based on that and the incentives. Hey, I had a workout bonus. Never went. I don't care. You can put you can put 50 million dollars in there. I still ain't showing up. Oh, don't want it. Right. Just so that that was that was the uniqueness of me. But I had my team, my agent, financial guys, they walked me through the steps. They were willing to teach me because I was also willing to ask and I was I was I wanted to learn. And then well, I became huge. And yeah. then I became an NFL play NFL rep. So then I learned about all the other stuff as well. And mm -hmm. so I was I was all over. Yeah, you were all and if we had the full a league full of yous <laughs> we wouldn't. Well, it's we wouldn't tough, have any though. It, you, it's tough. It's 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 too much money out there, right? And it's and it's but it's guys 
it's it's a bit of laziness. Oh, it's a lot of laziness. It, and and that, but that's the problem guys have when they transition out. It's because you don't have anybody catering to you. You don't have anybody to be like, hey, go do this. Then you got to figure out how to rent a car on your own. Then you got to figure out how to pay the bills on your own. Then you got to figure out that's how to navigate power, this world. That's that world. power of attorney. Can't get nobody right. power and, of attorney. Right. And ugh, ugh, yeah. don't, don't do that. Yeah. And a lot of dudes, but but Steve, as you know, a lot of dudes do. So that's that's something that I'm, I'm, I, I, I try. Anytime I talk to young guys, it's like, hey, take accountability. Take responsibility for your own damn life. Like, I hear you saying your agent said this, your agent said that. Double check it. Mm. Double check it. Just like if you get in a third down presentation from your coach and he's like, he's like, they run this on third down. Eh? Well, I'm gonna go ahead and go ahead and check the tape myself and yeah. double check outside of these four games you didn't check out. Yeah. Because if they ran some other stuff, they probably gonna run that. Because <laughs> it's, it's gonna be the time. Oh man, they went outside of the breakdown. Oh man, we I was ready. Yeah. I'll check the tape. Or or the coach said, Man, we went over it. Yeah. That part. Nah. <laughs> And I will say young men are getting better. You know, they're taking more responsibility. You hear young men way more informed than they were 10, 15 years ago. And it's like, just keep pushing the envelope. Last one, and then we, we'll let you go, man. Appreciate your time. What's next for Richard Sherman for, you know, in the next 10 years? What are you looking forward to? Impact. I'm looking forward to have a greater impact than I had the past 10 years. And, and I mean. How? How are you going to impact? I'm going to to speak more. I'm going to use my platform more. You know, obviously the platform I've been given and, and the voice I've been given um, with the podcast and Thursday Night Football, I'm going to use it to empower and educate uh, more young people. Uh, I'm going to be a better dad. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I'm going to make an impact on kids, my own damn kids, and, mm -hmm. and be at every track meet and every football game and every soccer game that I can make and make sure that I teach them the lessons that I know um, are essential going forward. And that's that's some of the most fun I ever have, man. It's mm. just being there and seeing the growth of your own kids, of your own seed, and seeing them like put forward and use the things that you taught them. Hey, man, we worked on this a couple of days ago. And then you go to the game and you see the things you worked yeah. on. And, man, I tell you what, it's, it's a Super Bowl every time for yeah, me. Yeah. You see it, you're like, bro, that's the move we worked on. Like, yeah, <laughs> that's it. That and, awesome. and so I find a lot of fulfillment in that. Um, and also continue to give back to the underprivileged, uh, the underprivileged youth, the kids that didn't have a choice. And, you know, they, they were born into a situation in which they couldn't control. And it's, it's being able to supplement that and, and try to make their life experience better and give them the tools um, and the resources that are necessary for them to thrive. That's awesome, man. We appreciate you. Uh, appreciate your time. I look forward to the invite to come on the Richard Sherman podcast yeah. as well and give you yes, the sir. same energy you gave yes, me. Yes, sir. Um, Appreciate it. And so, man, look forward to it. God bless you, man. And uh, look forward to watching you on Thursday Night Football. Appreciate you, seeing right? you. And uh, when you, you know, I'll be, I'll be in studio uh, going on before you guys um, it, with with the network. So if uh, you throw any anything out there that seems like a shade or a cap, I'm gonna call you out. <laughs> look, look. I'm I'm stealing everything you say. You and Mike Rob. I'm 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 gonna take notes. I'm gonna be like, oh, that's a great point, Steve. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. <laughs> All right, bro. Appreciate you. All right, bro. Appreciate y'all. All right. You are a unique person. You are well worth it. You are competent, and most of all, you're lovable. I'm Steve Smith Sr. I'm Gerard Littlejohn, and this is Cut to It. Cut to it with Steve Smith Sr. That is me. 
is a production of Cut To It LLC, Balto Creative Media, The Black Effect, and iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. From Cut To It, executive producer Steve Smith Sr., co-host Gerard Littlejohn, talent and booking manager Joe Fushi, social media team Wesley Robinson and John Show. From Balto Creative Media, Cut To It is produced by Brian Baltashevich and Meredith Carter with production assistance by Alex Lebrecht, production coordinator Taylor Robinson. Theme music by Alex Johnson, lyrics and vocals by Anthony Hamilton. If you ain't heard about it, then we're about to let you know. It's on. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. 